This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here's Brady's pass. Caught ball. Touchdown, Mike Evans. Could this be the end of the Brady era? The Rich Eisen Show. Well, he's the sports person of the year. He is the ultimate competitor. He is the greatest winner in the history of the sport. And he's saying that winning's a relief now. Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Chris Carter, Louisiana running back, Imani Bailey, Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, still to come, Alabama quarterback and Heisman Trophy finalist, Bryce Young. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Bryce Young will be calling in shortly here from Alabama. Crimson Tide football. They are your top seed in the college football playoffs after consuming all the rat poison from the folks who thought that Alabama could get got finally by Georgia. And now... Based on that performance, so many people think Bryce Young is your shoo-in um, after carving up the best defense that um, – what, what did you call it earlier this week? Best defense college football scene in 40 years numerically? Uh, I think so. Right? Yeah, Rod Woodson was yeah. talking about it. He was raving about it uh, just a couple days ago or yesterday right here on the show. Um, a lot of people thought that that wraps it up. Um, and uh, so we'll talk to Bryce Young as I'm imagining he's uh, soon to board a flight to New York City. He's not already there. Might be. Okay. Um, we're getting you ready for Thursday Night Football tonight. Uh, Vikes and Steelers later on in this uh, hour. I'll let you know who I think is rooting for the Steelers tonight and who I think is rooting for the Vikings tonight because it's more than just Steelers and Vikings. You're now getting to the part of the schedule where somebody's win and somebody's loss affects the community around them in the standings. So We know who's rooting for the Vikings tonight. Well, we're going to be talking about that later on in this program. Um, 844-204-RICH being the number to dial right here uh, with Thursday Night Football kicking things off uh, and the sports weekend technically beginning tonight. Okay? Technically beginning tonight. Uh, it's time for something that we, we... I don't know how this got started a few weeks ago, but it's caught <laughs> fire, at least amongst here. It's smoking hot. <laughs> okay, it's really terrific. And we also appreciate everybody on their uh, YouTube stream going ahead and... Uh, and, uh, and giving us the clicks on it. Uh, we're giving people what they wanted. We had no idea what it was called. Like, I, it took me a while to figure out what it was called. But now we, have, we actually even have a drop. Production value. Like a production value. Okay, hit it right here. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. Okay, very good. I like the drop. Very good. And uh, that's production value, everybody. <laughs> And for the radio audience, it was very nice visual that we had right oh, there. Visual, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because and it's funny the visual was of all these mathematic equations uh, on a blackboard, uh, sort of beautiful mind type movement. Yeah, good um, and 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 me deciding what's more likely. There's nothing mathematic or scientific about it. It's gut. <laughs> it doesn't really. It's gut and feel. Like That's why I go is. about it. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, uh, are these all football related? All or? football, oh, all NFL. Go for it. So give us some NFL films. Not some music, great NBA. Here we go. All NFL. Thursday night football tonight, guys. Kirk Cousins has just five turnovers on the year. That's it. Three interceptions, two lost fumbles. Ben Roethlisberger has thrown multiple TDs in three of his last four games. Okay. Pittsburgh is two and two in those games. Okay. So what's more likely? The Steelers turnover Cousins tonight. Or Big Ben throws for two or more touchdowns. I'll say it's the Steelers turnover cousins tonight. That's what I'll say. I'll go with that. 
I'll go with the fact that uh, T.J. Watt's going to put the pressure on and think if Fitzpatrick will get him. How about that? I'll even I'll even tell you who's going to get him. T.J. Watt going to get him. No, Minka Fitzpatrick's oh, going to be the one who's oh, going to get Oh, I think him. Watt will get uh, Cousins tonight. He's been on a roll. He's been like butter. I didn't know. Strip sack, fumbles. No, I, don't, I just, I don't know. I'm, I don't I don't know if Ben's going to throw for multiple touchdowns tonight. That one, I don't know. What's more likely is Cousins gets turned over. All right, there you go. All right, I like that right, one. Right, right. Is that, is that, is that one of those sneaky, we're covering our tracks, not really talking about gambling type gambling? Is that, are those... Although, did you just throw like two prop bets at me right there? Are you trying um, to figure out your prop bets right now for not, tonight? Not really. Okay. Not really. Like I said, I have Claypool in fantasy, so I may lay him to score anyway, just so I, you know, kind of juice oh, that so a fantasy's bit. not enough for you? <laughs> no. you gotta... <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. No, fantasy's not enough. Okay, very good. Okay. All right, next up. We have a couple of six and six home teams. Yes. Hosting eight and four teams within their division this yes. week. Browns and the uh, the Browns and the Washington football team. Right. So, what's more likely, a Browns upset of Baltimore or a football team upset of Dallas? Well, the Dallas Cowboys coaches guaranteed victory. Um, words I never thought I would say into a microphone about the incredibly normally cautious and careful with his words, Mike McCarthy. But Mike is uh, raging with antibodies right now, and. <laughs> um, and he provided week 14 with the booster shot. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns. That's more likely. I think the Browns, it, it's more likely that the Browns beat the Ravens. Mm. As you know, I've been caping, caping. from this spot. No big time. And I'm going to go Browns victory over the Ravens. More likely. Okay. Roll Chubb and Hunt downhill and somebody go find that weak spot of the defense on a play action. Ooh. Come on now. That's what you're built to do. It's what Baker's coming back. They're healthier than the Ravens. Let's go. LFG. LFG. It's time. Okay. So there you go. All right. You like Browns. Well, has, uh, I don't know yet, has Kevin Stefanski guaranteed a win yet? I haven't seen that, no. Okay. So then I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with the team that hasn't had somebody guarantee a win against him. So, or guarantee a win in it. There you have it. All right. Next up. Yeah. We got two more. Next up. Couple of teams on the road this week coming off of losses. These teams we think are playoff teams. We think they can go deep. Mm-hmm. Which road team more likely to get back on track with a big road win? The Buffalo Bills in Tampa, the San Francisco 49ers in Cincinnati. I think that you gave me give me here. You gave me a layup here. This is yeah. a layup. Really? A layup? About what's more likely? It's a layup. A layup, the 49ers in Cincinnati. A layup. Whoa, no respect for the jungle. No, uh, you're saying what's more likely. I'm not saying it is definitely. It's not. This The name of this thing isn't called what's definitely happening, right? No, it's not. It's <laughs> not, it's not, it's not. I thought I heard the drop. It's, it's what's not. more likely. What's more, right? what's more likely. What's more likely that the Buffalo Bills go into Tampa with the Bucks playing the way that they're playing and the Bills coming off of a short week loss at home where they had it run down their throat 222 times by a team that showed no inclination of throwing ever, right? Mm -hmm. And now Tom Brady, who's got, I won't count them all off, but the word is remarkable, and the number is 32. A remarkable 32 wins against this franchise. That's a lot. You're going to go into their house and come up with that dub. I think the Niners bounce back and they play a better game. It looks like it's possible Debo can return for this one. 
I will take the Niners going east more likely than the Bills going south. Literally. Because figuratively, that's where they'll be headed to if they're 7-6. and six. What else? All right. Last one. Last one, guys. We yeah. have a couple of MVP quarterbacks at home against their heated rival. Okay. Aaron Rodgers has won his last five straight games against the Bears. I've heard that. He has 12 touchdowns, 13 overall. His numbers support his statement that he owns them. Correct. Yes. Patrick Mahomes is 6-1 and one in his career against the Raiders. He's thrown for 20 touchdowns in those games, two, two rushing. What's more likely? Who is more likely to have a big day against the rivals? Three-plus touchdowns total. Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. Patrick Mahomes against the Raiders. I'll take Rodgers against the, the Bears. Then Mahomes against the Raiders. I don't know, man. I, I I just think the Raiders are just total Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to being at home. And then at, at on the road, they've been a much stouter team, it seems to me, even though they lost the Giants in New Jersey. I I, I I'll take I'll take Rodgers. I'll just take Aaron Rodgers. He's just consistently been so terrific, and so is this offense all year long, even in the loss to to uh even, even in the loss to the Vikings, he was playing out of his head. And he's coming off of the bye, too. I'll, I'll take Rodgers more more likely to have a three-touchdown game this week than than, uh, than Patrick Mahomes. All right. I All like right. it. So there you're you put, you're put, uh, this is what I like about it. You're putting me in a box here in a <laughs> week 14 box. Week 14 box. You did. So, like, Make Monday, decisions. Mo- like, tomorrow we can return to the subject matter of yeah. – of, whether Ben threw t- two times and two teddies, right? Cousins got turned over. Now, at some point when we've advanced this, because you know the segments evolve, mm-hmm. you should give me a choice of both or neither. Both or neither. Yeah. No, that's why. Why give you four options? Yeah, that's too many, right? That's too many. All right, so it's just what's more likely. What's there you go. Likely? I say uh, it's more likely that Cousins gets uh, turned over tonight. Are uh, the Steelers than Ben throws for two touchdowns? Who wins tonight? Oh, well, let's save that for later on. Okay. I mean, please, save save uh, what we consider the gold. Fair. All right. Oh, I, I did get – thank you very much. You picked <laughs> on the NFL. Unless there's one more. Do you have one more? I don't have one more. Oh, you have four. Four okay, right. done. What do you think, TJ? Do you agree with my assessment? In many ways, I, I talk about your grab bag. Do you agree with uh, any of the ones that I said that you would disagree with? Any of them? Mm, I mean, your last one about the Steelers and Cousins, I, I, I think that – that was the first one. Does oh. that mean you were not you were not paying attention well, you, to what we're saying? But you ended it talking. <laughs> that was the last thing you said before you Correct. went away. Yes. Very okay. Good. So well done. I feel like whenever <laughs> people write Ben Roethlisberger off, he I'm not writing him not, off. Not, I'm, just I'm not saying, saying that you it's... in general. I'm just saying, but Ben has been written off. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, I've oh, written well, him off. So, I, oh, so you said it's more like when, they, were, when they started one and two, I said he looked washed. Okay. Well, you asked for my opinion, and then okay. So so you're saying Roethlisberger too? I have a feeling that he's going to reach into his bag tonight and come up with something special. Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth. If he does throw for two, those are the two that he's going to throw to. Yeah, that's that's a good chance that those will be the guys. Those are the two. Yeah. Friar Muth is low key like 
you know, not quite Heath Miller-esque. Thinking of picking him up and playing him instead of Pitts. I can't. I just can't stand watching. You know, watching Fal- watching Falcons games this year with Pitts on my fantasy team. <laughs> I know. It's just so frustrating because you stand like you don't have to wonder where he is when they line up. You could just tell how hulking a mass he is standing <laughs> up, and then and then you watch Tajay Sharp catch it, and I think it's always Pitts catching it because you just see a single digit number, and it is Sharp. Okay, isn't that great? Run back to the huddle, and then it's just like, when are you going to throw it to this guy? It just, just put va- it up there. It just validates all the pre-draft One touchdown. Noise. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Yeah, I'm going to go in on this, and this is definitely <laughs> fantasy being pissed off related, but you draft him where you draft him, and he has been a non-factor in the last month. Like Maybe he has been a factor in the fact that his attention allows Ryan to throw it to someone else. As you know, somebody's inactivity in fantasy always leads to somebody else's targeting and activity or Cordero Patterson has been such a target and such a focal point of that offense as he should be. He's Maybe very Pitts talented. For that. I understand that. But as it's turned out, Pitts is not put, but seven points on the board and you drafted him over every other player, not named Lance Wilson or Lawrence. And you didn't trade him for a bunch of players that you could have drafted this year and next. You drafted, and he's just been, and the team is now, this is it. It's go time for Atlanta this week. They're going to go to Carolina. Better win. And it's go time because they're five and seven. So there's all of that. Let's go to Andrew in Washington State. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Andrew? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Rich. How are you? I'm fine. What's on your mind? You know, you had an interview with uh, Chris Carter, also a great interview with Matthew Stafford. But I was just going to ask, where in, in your list does um, Chris Carter rank as some of the best hands in the, in the NFL history as far as wide receivers go? Because his hands were just excellent. Um, and uh, if you could answer that. And also just for TJ, does he ever wear anything other than Jordans? When's the last time he wore some other shoes other than Jordans? Thanks, <laughs> hey, TJ, I got, I got this one. I got this one. No, he doesn't wear anything other than Jordans. <laughs> Me neither, actually. I mean, I, I got a pair of uh, one pair of Adidas I wear every now and then. But yeah. Adidas. You know, it's, pre- it's pretty much, you know, Jay's on my now feet. Now you say that to sound like uh, highfalutin? I don't think that's highfalutin. Adidas? Adidas. Okay, very good. Yeah, a lot. I, I'm, I just don't know. I mean, hoping for Jumpman to sponsor us. Chris Carter is one of the greats of all time, all time. and oh, know, that's all he did touchdowns. is catch touchdowns, and then he goes to Minnesota. I just love that story that he said that, you know, hey, everybody's going to come into our locker one day and see somebody sitting in who's bigger, stronger, faster, and Randy Moss, that person is you. Like, Imagine. he literally said that to Randy Moss. Imagine where and, Randy thought about that, like somebody bigger, stronger than me coming <laughs> He probably was like, there's no way. Dude, man. <laughs> Billick was the OC, right? Mm-hmm. Back in that day. Jake Reed Jake was, was the third the man. man. Yeah. Two. He ate. Jake Reed, Randy Moss, Chris Carter. Dante Culpepper. Let's go. Bombs. Right? Get the roll on. Those were Wheels teams, in man. the sky. Keep on turning. Even Randall in. Cunningham, too. When he was- Randall, That's right, yeah. Je- didn't yeah. Jeff George or get in there? For- no, that was earlier than that. But mm. yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Randall had him 15-1. All right, let's take yeah. a break. Bryce Young awaits on the other side, and I have received advice on yes. what to do with Cook from all three <laughs> oh, experts. Everyone answered. That fast. Okay. Fast. <laughs> That's still to come as well right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. If you were Kenny Pickett, would you play in the Peach Bowl? Absolutely not. If you were Kenny Pickett, would you play in the Peach Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, I feel like this. He's not a run. Like, how many times do you see quarterbacks getting carted off? I mean, it could happen. Chances of him sustaining an injury. One thing I wouldn't uh, do is fake slide. Yeah, University isn't paying him jack. His money's coming. He's going to be a top five yeah, pick. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you Stop. this. Anybody who might be winding up with the pitch right now after hearing him be noncommittal when Dan asked him that question, which I'm sure he didn't think was coming. Um. Just check yourself, all right? Because coaches are leaving, and that's the business. That's the business. Yep. This man is a Heisman Trophy finalist, and he's also the quarterback of the top-ranked team going into the college football playoffs. He is uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show for the very first time. Uh, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, Bryce Young, is here. How are you, sir? Oh, um, uh, I don't. Are you there? You're, you're, you must be on a cell phone. You're cutting in and out. You there? Yeah. Ah, there you are. Yeah, it sounds kind of. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Do you want to? Why don't you do me a favor? Can you? Would you mind calling back right now? Is that okay? Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah, for sure. I'll call back. Well, you do that. There you go. There's Bryce Young. There you go. He's gonna. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like the top of the first quarter of the SEC championship game. A little shaky. <laughs> a little shaky. <laughs> right? He's everybody thinks yeah. it's not going to happen. Right. It's He's not going to happen. He's hole. You know, like down 10. Right? You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. it's not going to happen and everything that we, we expected like, hmm. based off of the outset of there being a bad connection that's not going to happen. <laughs> but he's going to call back, and it's going to be the greatest interview we've ever had. I think you're right. 
Just like the SEC championship game right there. That's pretty good. Did you like that one? I did. Oh, good. the freezing cold takes. People are like, Alabama's just not, can't hang with them. It's rare to see Alabama on the same field with a team that they, that's, they're far worse than. I got to say, it was 10 nothing, and I was counting my money. I'm like, yeah. Were you really, though? Come on. Against Alabama? Looked over. They looked, they, looked, it looked over. like they couldn't do anything. Over? They looked like they couldn't do anything. Georgia moved right down the field. I was like, sweet. This week's done. Dude. What am I betting on Sunday? Like, let's I guess, go. I guess when you're not emotionally invested, you have clearer eyes and fuller hearts. You know what I mean? Because you were like, Michigan's, this game's over against Iowa. And I'm yeah, like, shut over. up. I don't want to hear another thing on this text exchange <laughs> with you. I watched a quarter. Iowa couldn't move the ball. That game was a wrap. Right? Right? And then I saw that game, and I'm like, uh, Georgia's might, might win today. I don't know yet, man. I yeah. need to see this. And then half an hour later, that thing was a, that, that thing was wrapped. We should have known better, though, man. Like... <laughs> Well, I mean, when was the last time Alabama had been? It had been like ninety something games since they were underdogs. Okay, Bryce Young back here on the Rich Eisen show on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line. You there, Bryce? Yeah. Hey, we go, baby. It sounds like you're right next to me, Bryce. Like the third quarter. (laughs) It really does. Yeah, that was. We were just saying this is kind of like the SEC championship game. It's a little shaky at first, but everything turns out in the end, right? Pretty much right there. Pretty much. How are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you guys? I, you know what? Um, I'm good. Uh, I'm 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 ready to roll. I'm you know getting ready for week 14 of the NFL season. I'll full disclosure. I'm a University of Michigan alum, so life is pretty good. Um, at some point, um, you know, if you know the football gods smile, maybe January 10th, we're we're having another conversation. You and I, yeah, yeah. you know, yes, sir, that's the goal. So what uh, what is it like to uh, be coached by Nick Saban, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to clock in at work every day, go on the field and know, you know, you're being coached by the best. Um, you know, to know that you know that's someone that's always going to demand a high standard from all of us, from you know myself individual us as a team. Someone that you know has seen everything, has coached the best, been in the biggest moments and situations, and to have the opportunity to pick his brain and and you know and 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 take the coaching and be able to grow underneath him and. And, and the things that he chooses, the position he puts me in, the, the things he chooses, you know, to tell me during practice, the insight he gives me, um, you know, it, it's it's the best thing you can ask for as a, as a college player. The uh, the insight, what is the insight? Can you give me an example of that insight? That I mean, it's all there? types of stuff, whether it's little tips on, hey, if a corner's, if you see safety rotation like this, um, you know, this is, you know, you, you got to expect this type of coverage. It could be situational stuff in game as far as, you know, Make sure you you know the clock. This is a situation. Make sure that we 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 don't want to give the ball back, or um, we want to make sure that we're burning as much clock. Or you know, this is a situation where we can take a shot because we have another whatever it may be. Um, again, that's someone who's a master of situations and been in every single, been in every situation, seen every coverage, seen everything. Um, so again, for me to be able to you know get get some of that knowledge and be able to coach Brian on a daily basis, um, I mean it's 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 helped me grow tremendously. Has he ever told you about his friend Bofa? Bryce, has he ever gone there with you on that front? Or no? See, I'm, I'm, I've been been here too long to, to fall for something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, because we, we we heard about that uh, earlier this year from one of your uh, from one of your colleagues. So, um, what was the recruiting process like with Alabama? 
Yeah, right. um, ironically, it was um, it was it was an interesting process actually. Um, mm-hmm. I first got offered by University of Alabama. Um, it was like it was right before it was like right during the playoffs of my uh, sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had taken a trip out here. It was like we had like a bye week right before playoffs started. Taking a trip up here, um, they had offered me, and this time it was um, like it was Tosh, uh, Coach, it was Tosh Lapoy. It was a whole different staff. And the funny thing I remember is when I when I first came up here, I was thinking, um, and again, this is this is me as a sophomore. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, I'll I, I I'll never be there. Um, you know, I just didn't think. I never thought about going to the south to the SEC, going to the south. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought about. Um, you know, I, I to me, I was just. Um, you know, I'd, I'd been in California my whole life, and I was just. You know, I was just. I had a few offers, so I was just hoping for. You know, maybe you know, I'll probably stay in the Pac-12 or maybe, um, you know, something like that. And then I remember um, that went on. I committed to USC, and then um, it was about say like the off season leading into my senior year. Um, Sark was there. Um, Coach Sark was who originally recruited me, and you know he's from SoCal, and I had known him through, you know, just through other coaching stuff and mm-hmm. through you know kind of mutual mutual friends i just i you know i just been around him and knew who he was of course so um you know then he he had reached out and i started talking to him and then um you know it changed as far as just um as far as me just oh this is a great offer obviously it's a bmi i just you know i'm not really locked in i just want you know i just wanted to offer i just wanted to see the facilities to like this is a real possibility this is something that can you know that i have to look at from a different lens and then you know as i got around here i started to kind of learn about and see the culture i started to see you know, seeing the offense, seeing how it worked, and feeling like it was a, a good fit for me, um, you know, I I ended up, you know, that's what ended up leading me into, you know, making that that decision. I ended up um, I ended up committing to Alabama like the fifth game of my senior year, and then um, you know, I've been it was you know best decision I could possibly make. I would uh, I would think so. Uh, what was it like being in a quarterback room with Mac Jones last year? Bryce. Yeah, no, it was it was a huge learning experience for me um, to see someone like Mac, and especially when you're talking about in a meeting room in the quarterback room, to see how he processes, how he thinks about things, to see the preparation that he would put in week in and week out. Um, you know, to see him on the board, see how how comfortable he was in the offense, see how comfortable he was talking about defenses and and all that. For me, as someone who was new to college, um, you know, I I. I had thought that you know that was a strong suit of mine in, in high school of trying to be prepared and being being smart, but seeing that next level and that jump and this is what you know and, and seeing obviously the success that Mac had last year and the team had last year, I saw okay this is what's required this is standard this is what I have to be at you know to get to the high levels that I want to go and to be able to see that firsthand be able to you know pick his brain ask him questions um, learn from someone like Mac um, that's that's an invaluable. Um, invaluable experience. So I'm, I'm grateful I had that learning opportunity. How about this year? Do you have contact with Mac and bounce ideas off him even this year while he's going through his first remarkable professional football yeah. season? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was. I just text um, who we were just texting yesterday. Um, you know, we've texted throughout the year. And again, anytime I get to, I get to pick his brain, ask him, hey, what's it like up there? Hey, how did you maneuver through this situation last year? Or how did you, how did you see this? Or him, you know, just sharing his experiences or or you know maybe seeing something on 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 a game like hey maybe this is a you know this is something that um you know we ran or I've learned but 
just to have Mac as a resource and to be able to even to you know to this day to be able to to text him or call him about whatever it is he's you know he's he knows and just be able to pick his brain again even you know to this day and, and beyond it's always going to be um, extremely beneficial for me to have him as a resource. Bryce Young of the University of Alabama, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, getting set to. You see, you're heading to New York when tomorrow? Is that when you're headed to? Tonight, late tonight. Tonight, very good. Uh, safe journey there as you go um, uh, to the Heisman uh, Trophy final and the ceremony. Um, so, a uh, question for you. Uh, Nick Saban mentioned rat poison, I'm sure. Does he refer to it as rat poison to you as he does to the media? Does he refer to that? Yeah, I think we're all we're all just that's all just um, that's all just um, inscribed in our brains at this point. Okay, so he does refer like that's the phrase he uses with you, and normally the rat poison is what to you. Yeah, and, and normally it's yeah he definitely he uses it with me, he uses it with all of us, and that's normally you know the media talking about you know what we've done well, and normally the media you know gassing us up about whatever, um, whether it be individually us as a team. Um, normally that's you know normally that's what he's referring to. Um, and, you know, this past weekend, it was kind of a different opportunity for us to where um, we were kind of getting the opposite to where a lot of people didn't believe in us. A lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people were, were kind of putting negative things out there on, in the media about us. And, you know, he kind of talked to, you know, with that press conference after the game, um, you know, calling it, you know, calling the, 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 um, Rap poison, oh, yummy. yummy. He was like, it was, it was just, yeah, it was, yummy. It was, it was a good opportunity for us to where we, normally it's about blocking out the, the positivity in the media and blocking out hearing, oh, you're you're this good, you're that good. But this week it was, you know, allowing us to, to use that as fuel and motivation and be able to kind of earn our respect. Um, so this week it kind of worked in, you know, in a different way than it normally does for us. So how did uh, Nick Saban employ the rat poison throughout the week leading up to Georgia? How did he, because again, this is, as you pointed out, a new thing where he's actually letting you in on what the media is saying as opposed to saying drown it out. It, it yeah. makes his job tougher for, for him to be a coach to make sure you're focused on the task at hand. How did he employ the rat poison this past week? Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't, normally he doesn't even, doesn't have to really, really tell us what people are saying. You know, he we we always as a, as a team and he's always acknowledges that it's out there you know he's we're you know we're all we're you know it's you know in this day and age we all see stuff and we all we all hear stuff and it's impossible unrealistic for us to just assume we never see anything and it's and we're never going to hear what the media says um but really typically it's it's in the past about it's just that challenge for us to push it to push it out and to block it out and to even though it might be noise in the background to make sure it stays just that as noise. But again, this week it was, it was easier to where, you know, again, we had still all heard the, all heard what the media was saying. And instead of us, you know, really having to block it out and and not feed into it, we kind of were able to, um, you know, we kind of were able to use his motivation. And again, it was opportunity for us to, to earn our respect. And it's something we have to keep building off of. So he didn't specifically point something out like, here's something. TDs. Yeah, no, not. I mean, there, there was, there was a, f- a few specifics, but um, Come on. again, it wasn't really that, wasn't really that necessary for us. Again, it was, mm-hmm. you know, you, you hear what's going on, and we're all conscious of what's going on. It was just us, again, about us, just you know, earning that respect and getting back to the standard that we always, um, you know, that that we're so big on. So again, the. It's, it's something that we have to keep continuing to do and keep building on for the future. All right, let's talk about you for a little bit, Bryce Young. Um, uh, there is no I, or there's a Y. Uh, there's no I in Bryce or Young, so there's two Ys, I guess. So, at any rate, uh, who was your quarterback growing up? Who was your guy? Who said, I want to be like this guy? And now here you are as a 20-year-old getting set to go to 
New York is the Heisman Trophy finalist, a potential winner on a team that's top-ranked going into a college football playoff. Yeah, right. Aaron Rodgers has always been my, my favorite quarterback, you know, as long as I've been a, like a conscious student of the game. Um, Aaron Rodgers has always been um, been my favorite quarterback, someone that I've looked up to, someone that I've definitely tried to emulate and have a ton of respect for. I'm just seeing the stuff he can do on the field, seeing the throws he, make, he can make, um, you know, a lot of this stuff. Um, that you see on Sundays from him is it's crazy. Um, so I've I spent a good amount of time, you know, watching stuff and trying to learn what I can just from you know watching games on Sundays or watching YouTube cutups or whatever. But um, that's definitely you know as long as I've been you know like a conscious fan of the game, that, that's definitely been my favorite quarterback. What do you think you have in your game that's uh, that, that emulates his the specifics? What do you think? Um, you know, I, I try I I try to you know to emulate kind of that. That quick release, that ability to throw on and off platform. Um, you know, he he does a really good job of extending plays, um, and a lot of times extending plays to remain a passer, um, which is always a fine line. And again, someone who who when you do it so much, sometimes it can, you know, then that's when you start seeing him make runs downfield that you know you're almost you wonder, dang, how do you, you know how did he get that um, you know that much space? And and it's because of how dangerous he is, you know, extending the play. Um, and remaining a passer. So there's a lot of details about his game that I, I try to emulate. But, um, yeah, those are those are definitely a few of them. All right, speaking of emulating part of Rogers' game, Bryce Young, do, I'll give you the floor. Do you want to say you own Georgia in the same way he says he owns <laughs> the Bears? I'll give you that invitation. you want to say that? Uh, definitely not. It's a okay. week. Every time we play a story program like that and such a great it's a great team, great organization, um, again, it's, it's, you know, any any success we have in the past, we know that it doesn't carry over at all okay. to anything. We have to earn each one, especially when you're talking about a program and a team as good as, as Georgia's, you have to earn each one of those wins, and it comes from hard work and preparation. But it's it's every time, you know, and it's really any game, especially with these games coming up, um, anything that happens in the past, um, it's it's a learning opportunity, and you can benefit off, um, you know, you can build off what you did well, and you can learn from what you did uh, not as well. But um, there's no, you don't start with any more points um, on the board. You have to earn okay. a win each and every week. Look so at you. That's with everyone. Look at you. Good answer. That's good. You, you not only do you, you not accept the rat poison, you won't put any into the world. That is a well coached individual. Well done, Bryce Young. And and in that regard, I'm going to ask you a question. I got a couple more for you. Second to last mm-hmm. one right here. Um, I, I've asked this question of Tua. I've asked this question of Mac Jones, so now I get to ask it of you. Uh, what's the angriest you've ever made Nick Saban? What's the angriest, the most you've ever pissed That's him a off? Good question. Um, okay. was that, let me think. I think I would say, I would say it was my freshman year, mm-hmm. first game. Um, I'd say it was probably my freshman year, first game, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first got here, I had a big issue with carrying the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school, I would just run around with the ball with one hand um, on the ball. In the, I'd have one hand on the ball almost in the pocket. All the time I'd have one hand on the ball whenever I was extending plays. Mm-hmm. And and Coach Saban would yell at me every single time in a rep that I had it. And that was pretty often. So I would get I would get yelled at from, from Coach. I mean, every two-minute. I remember there was one two-minute, and this is, again, me as a freshman. Um, we had won the two-minute, and I had scrambled and, and, and found someone downfield. We won, and I was super happy about it. And I turned around and... Coach isn't, you know, and coach has nothing positive to say. He turns around and just starts yelling at me about having the ball out. Um, in my head, I'm thinking like, Coach, I, I got away. I was fine. I had it under control, and the play worked. But he, you know, I, he he was just worried about the ball out. So fast forward, um, Missouri game. Um, this is kind of the end of the game. This is my first time playing mm-hmm. in college, and 
um, I think it's the second drive, maybe first second drive. I step up, try to try to move to the right, and again have one hand on the ball, mm. and someone tackles me, gets the ball out, and it's a fumble, and it's like on their 35, 40, so we have a good field position. And um, I already knew going to what I got up, what I was gonna have to hear on the sideline. So I'm jogging over, and I feel and I I know it wasn't that bad, but I felt like coach met me like at the middle of the field. Um, he was he was he's livid, just just be and you know rightfully so. It's something that he was preaching on since I first got there, and something I kind of just filed to the side is whatever, whatever, all whatever. I'm gonna make it work. And then kind of after that, I realized like, oh, you know what? Every all this. All the all these rings, all these great teams, this great culture. Maybe coach knows a thing or two. Maybe <laughs> so I've been I've been working on improving that ever since. So do me a favor, Bryce. If you are so fortunate to win the Heisman on Saturday, you should show it to coach and say, "See, he's got it tucked in there. All four <laughs> points of pressure in that football right there. Point to that trophy." Would you? Yeah, that, that'll be. That's anytime the ball's out, good, bad, and ugly, whatever it is. He's always. You're always gonna. Always going to hear from him. I love it. That's great. And so speaking of the Heisman, who's going with you? Who's part of your, your team, your entourage that's coming up there with you? Yeah, it's going to be, as far as, you know, like traveling with me, just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just going to be my parents and then, you know, the operation is here at the at the university. Um, but, um, yeah, but as far as, as traveling with me, I'm on my way up there, just uh, my mom and my dad. That's so cool. What They must be just over the moon, Bryce, right? Like this is what uh, you as a family have been hoping for and achieving, and you're in the midst of it, obviously, on a rise. You're a 20-year-old at this, having succeeded, and um, to this point, that that must be amazing for you and your family, Bryce, truly. So congr- yeah, no, it's congrats. a blessing for sure. Um, you know, I've as a family, we've had a lot of, you know, God's shown us a lot of favor, and I'm, I'm definitely blessed to, being the circumstance that I am, and I'm, I'm very blessed to have the, the parents that I do, you know, to have a two-parent household and to have mom and a dad that supported me and, and you know, and been there, you know, by my side since, you know, since literally I was born. Um, for them to, you know, them to, to be here and, and accompany me to, a you know, a moment um, as big as this and it's it's you know I'm 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 extremely blessed. Bryce Young, what a pleasure to meet you. I hope this is the first of many times I get to chat with you, whether it's collegiately or you know knock on whatever for the next level. Um, have a great safe trip up to New York and a great weekend, and let's connect over the next several weeks if you're up for it. Thank Sounds you. good. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate you having me on. You bet. That is Bryce Young of the University of Alabama. Could not be more impressed by the conversation right there. That was incredible. Oh boy! Okay, so I looked. Does he have at, his head screwed on straight for what? You got to playing for Saban. So I looked uh, I up mean, the but, play. Yeah, I looked up the play that made him mad. I think what also set Saban off. So it was a third and nineteen that Bryce fumbled on in the yeah. fourth quarter. What was the score, by the way? What was the score? Is it, it was, burned uh, on the screen right there? Thirty-five, thirteen. Okay. I let uh, Mizzou scored on the next play. Oh! Oh no! That makes it even worse. But it also came after a delay of game penalty. Oh, so it was, <laughs> so it was third. Oh my God! It just gets worse. Yeah, it was third and fourteen. Alabama gets delay of game. Oh, it's third and nineteen. So coach is already steaming. He's already steaming. Like get the play, get the yeah, play, yeah, yeah, let's sure, go. Of course, yeah. And then Bryce Young gets sacked by Trey Williams for a seven-yard loss. Missouri scores two plays later. On a 54-yard touchdown to make it 35-19. What was the final score? Was that it? 38-19 was the final. So Bryce was playing in the fourth quarter of that game, obviously. First game of the year. How cool. Sharing a, sharing a, uh, a quarterback room with Mac Jones. Yeah. 
Pretty cool. For Nick Saban, right, at Alabama. Neat stuff, everybody. Neat stuff. All right, when we come back, uh, who's rooting for the Steelers tonight and who's rooting for the Vikings tonight? And I have uh, all the advice in from my three uh, draft fantasy experts about what to do with Dalvin Cook tonight. That's coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844 rich Number to dial. All right, Nick in Corona, California is on the program. Wants to say something about, I think, what just uh, went down here. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's up, Rich? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Um, it's only appropriate for me to call in your pest control guy. You guys are talking about rat poison. <laughs> so I wanted to let you know, I sent a box of rat poison to Saban's house labeled from Rich Host of the Rich Eisen Show. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's the reason why he's avoiding my call, maybe now. I mean, uh, thanks for that, Nick. Appreciate it. But, you know. You got it. How's how's the exterminating going today, Nick? Actually, he's gone. He's out. My man held on the line for an hour and a half. That that was him. I didn't drop him. To just make that joke. That is amazing. Last time he called, he had a great story. He's out there, uh, you know. Squirting bugs and listening to us on on the radio. By the way, you know who also lets the players. You know who also lets the players know sometimes what the media is saying about them when it suits them. Mike McCurdy, Bill Belichick. I mean, Saban knows exactly what he's doing. That rat poison was yummy, which Bryce Young found funny, as did the rest of the uh, the media. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about tonight's uh, game, reality and fantasy. Here's the reality of tonight's game. Yes. Reality of tonight's game is I think the Pittsburgh Steelers walk in to Minnesota and come out with a win this evening. Oh, baby. I liked what I saw this past week. I think that that defense uh, got got its footing. The same way that I saw the Patriots come together a few weeks ago and the same way that I saw the Chiefs – start to come together that that win against the Ravens is I think a little bit more than um than just throw the records out and you play that way against a, a team that you know very well uh, I think tonight they go hunt Kirk Cousins and I, I I don't know what to make of Dalvin Cook being made available 
But in terms of the reality of it, if the Steelers win, okay, these are this is who's rooting for the Steelers tonight. Steelers fans are rooting for the Steelers tonight. Packers fans are rooting for the Steelers tonight because if the Steelers win against Minnesota, the Packers can clinch the NFC North with a win on Sunday night. Uh, also rooting for the Steelers tonight, uh, the Washington football team and the Niners and the Eagles who are sitting in front of the Vikings right now in the sniffing it category at five and seven Panthers and Falcons and Saints obviously are and on the not even on the screen which is remarkable I would say the four, Seattle Seahawks fans are rooting hard for the Steelers tonight because the, the Seahawks at four and eight by the way they would win a win against uh, yeah, the Houston Texans yeah. this week they'd have the same record right not dead yet could you imagine the Vikings and the Seahawks wind up in the week 14 cross you know crossroads at the same record Absolutely it's entirely not. possible. Absolutely not. And then here's who's rooting for the Vikings tonight. Obviously, Vikings fans. Uh, Browns, Ravens, and Bengals fans. They are rooting hard for them. And you know who's also rooting hard for them? Uh, this team's clearly right around Pittsburgh. Maybe the Colts in the sniffing category. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> are rooting hard for the Vikings tonight. <laughs> Believe it or not, the Ooh. folks at 345 Park Avenue with the numbers crunchers and calculate, calculator holders and protractors and all that business have decided that if the Steelers win tonight, the Jaguars are eliminated from playoff are contention. Yeah. Still, alive. still alive. Houston, uh, The Lions, as you know right now, are uh, still alive in the NFC somehow. But I believe chance. Houston is the first eliminated team from the playoffs, uh, and the Jaguars can join them if the Steelers win tonight. So they're rooting. <laughs> in Duval County, Duval, they're doing the Duval. skull clap. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Now then, Fantasy. All right, 62% say sit Dalvin tonight. I have reached out to the following. I have reached out to Matthew Berry of ESPN. Okay. Michael Fabiano of Sports Illustrated. All right. And Cynthia Freeland of NFL Media Fantastic. Group. They know their I mean, stuff. Can you, go up, can you go any further nope. up the chain of command in fantasy One, world, two, okay? three. Do it. Or due respect to anybody else who's, uh, who's, who talks like about Like I said, we were Who do you want first? Yeah. What do you want first? I've been, I've been given permission from all three of them to read off their opinions. Just go right in order. Start with Matthew uh, Barry. The first, first one, the first one to chime in was Fabs. Okay. Fabs chimed in right away. If Cook, I, I said, here's what I said. Taking, uh, talking on the air, do you trust Cook tonight? I have Jacobs, Montgomery, and, Hub, and Hubbard all lined up. Okay. Michael Fabiano says, if Cook is active, unless there's reports of sharing workload slash snap count, tough to sit him. But if you wanted to play it safe, you clearly have depth. Montgomery didn't practice yesterday, though. Interesting. Uh, so I wrote back. By the way, I've got three spots for the four. So Jacobs, Montgomery, and Hubbard. He wrote sitting Hubbard, assuming Dalvin Cook, uh, d- assuming Montgomery plays on Sunday Night Football. That's what Fab said. He's playing. Cynthia Freeland checked in. Okay. Uh, I wrote do you, the same thing. Do you trust Cook tonight? Yep. I've got Jacobs, Montgomery, and Hubbard all lined up. Quote, I don't. Dislocated shoulder less than two weeks ago. Madison is doing well. I think it's more posturing like we haven't given up. Hmm. That's okay. frightening. He even think about that, about starting Cook. <laughs> She's got a point in that regard. Uh, yeah, Montgomery that or there. Hubbard. I think Hubbard's the best there. New OC for Panthers wants to run a lot from Baylor. Stated he wants to run. And then I wrote, by the way, I have three spots for the four. She wrote, ah, gotcha. I don't trust Cook. Okay. Matthew, All right, we're 50-50 Matthew <laughs> Berry. Put it over the top. Matthew Berry. If Minnesota thinks Cook is healthy enough to play, he's healthy enough for your fantasy team. I'd start him. Minnesota's gotten good production from Madison, so no reason to activate him to not use him. 
no interest in Hubbard. Montgomery is banged up. And then he wrote back, I take that back. Hubbard might be okay, but likely not involved in passing game. And who knows what offense looks like without Brady. I'd go Cook over Hubbard. And then I wrote back, by the way, I have three spots for the four. He wrote, if Monty is active, I play him over Hubbard. You tell me. Put it all in there. Looks like you're starting Cook tonight. Uh, Although Cynthia Freeland makes an outstanding point. She does make an outstanding point. (laughs) Like... He's active because what's it going to cost him? A, a, a spot for some special teamer? I guess, yeah. Extra. Like we're not giving up. We're in there. Cook's out there. But you're also right. Snap with, count this. You watch right, snap right, right. count And what that. you said before, if he takes one hit, one TJ Watt pop, boom, that shoulder's now back out. He's out. What's more likely? Cook shows up tonight, runs like Dalvin Cook, Scores like Dalvin Cook. Vikings play like the Dalvin Cook Vikings. And they win. Or Cook starts, gets hurt, or is middling because he's on a snap count, middling fantasy-wise, and the Vikings lose to the Steelers at home, and they've lost Cook for the rest of the year potentially, and now they're cooked. What's more likely? The latter of the two. Latter. I'm thinking that too. Yep. Boy, tomorrow's show's going to be a lot of fun. I have no (laughs) idea what is coming out of tonight. Week 14 starters. Poof, baby. The Vikings and the Steelers for you. I want to thank Bryce Young and uh, Alabama yep. for making him available. It's neat stuff. Two days before, he might get that Heisman Trophy with all four points of pressure in there. You think he'll tell us? He's, he's holding it with one hand, Coach. He will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was. And Matthew Stafford and, of course, Chris Carter. We're back to take you to Brother from Another on Peacock and Peacock. 